Hey, what is going on, everyone? It's me, Mr. Mario, and welcome back to another episode of Mario's Minute. For those who don't know, this is the second podcast I do here. My first podcast, and really my main one, is called Mod Chat, where in that one, I kind of just cover, talk about, showcase some new, interesting topics in the realm of modding, whether it be software or hardware, and typically it is console modding, just in that sphere. However, this is a a bit less structured, it happens once a month, and Mario's Minute is the one where I talk about really whatever the hell I want to on here. Now, just like Mod Chat, Mario's Minute is available in two different forms. It is available in a video visual form here on the Mr. Mario 2011 YouTube channel, and it is available in an audio-only form because, well, that's what podcasts are. They are audio-only things as well, too. A little bit of a, I guess, annoyance. I have sometimes when people do have a podcast, but you can only find it in video and that's it. It's a podcast. It's supposed to be listened to, even though video is a nice bonus. Either way, just give me that option. Rant aside on there. uh, No, you can find this on your favorite podcasting app host provider. I know it's not available on all of them, but it's available on most of them. Just look up Mario's Minute, and you should hopefully be able to find it, subscribe to it, and listen to it really wherever and whenever the hell you want to. Now, the other thing with Mario's Minute is usually I try and cycle it out every other month. I'll have a guest on, then I'll have a solo episode, and I do apologize. This is the second time I'm doing this here this year, uh, but... This month, I do not have a guest on. Last month, I didn't have a guest on. It was a solo episode. This month is another solo episode, but next month, I will definitely try and spring for a guest. Uh, I'm going to be honest with you all. This month, November, I have been busy. I did not even look or reach out or try to find a guest just because I was like, you know, busy. I'm doing stuff here and there. Uh, I'm not, I just, I need to find a small pocket of time and record at that point. But I figured whenever I would be able to do so would probably not line up for a guest just because of all the holiday stuff. So yeah, that's why we're here. But don't worry, we'll try and make the most of it. Either way, uh, the holiday, I keep mentioning that. So Thanksgiving just happened. Now, if you are in North America celebrating Thanksgiving, I hope you did enjoy it. I hope you had a good time. Uh, I guess I've technically done two holidays, I suppose you can say, this year. Or not this year, this month, excuse me. Uh, So on Thursday, we had typical Thanksgiving, and really, it was uh, low-key, it was nice. I just had family over, uh, made food, really enjoyed that food as well, too. And then that was about all there was to that. So it was chill, it was great. Uh, There was also some, actually, there was some holiday lights that we ended up seeing as well, too. Uh, There was a light show that we ended up checking out. Uh, So we went out to that, and it was really cool to see. Uh, I do... I, I like that transitionary period right there where we go from Thanksgiving to Christmas and that's so we start getting all the Christmas stuff, lights and everything there. And typically my thing is I know these all these holidays seem to kind of be blending into one and I say that just because things are being advertised so early on. Like there's there's sometimes stores like before Halloween has even hit, like two days before Halloween, they're selling Christmas trees. Like that I don't really agree with, but I will say uh, Christmas is personally my favorite holiday, my favorite time of the year and such. Like I I love the spirit of Christmas. I love the spirit of giving. I very much enjoy that. So it is something I look forward to, but I, I think I'm... I'm okay seeing Christmas stuff everywhere, probably like halfway through Thanksgiving Day. It's like, okay, you know, like turkey is in the oven or it's been cooked and all of that stuff. And, you know, now people are putting up their Christmas lights. And, okay, I'm cool with this now. Let's bring on Christmas. I'm all for that. Especially because the next day is then Black Friday. We also have Cyber Monday. But at this point, it's like a Black Friday month, Cyber Monday week and all All of that is going on there, which, funny enough, even though those are typically related to Thanksgiving, like North American Thanksgiving, I kind of see that the the shopping holidays are just worldwide at this point. Uh, it's been like it's not like it's a new thing but it's been like that for several several years where i just know black friday's been a big thing in the u.s for a while where it's just there's uh really crazy deals going on really deep discounts at pretty much all these stores they open up really early on black friday uh one practice i really didn't like about that which i will say i'm happy to see that a lot of stores have been falling back on this quite a bit just one thing i really didn't like about 
Black Friday where it was kind of trending towards this, and it did this for a few years, is that stores were opening up earlier, earlier, earlier. So, you know, you years ago, years and years ago, you know, stores would open up at 7 a.m., then 6 a.m., 5 a.m., 4 a.m., 3 a.m. But what I didn't like is when stores started opening up on Thanksgiving. Because I'm just like, hey, look, even if you don't really care about the holiday, even if you don't like the holiday, give those employees a break on Thanksgiving. So I kind of had a bit of a policy where it's like, you know, um, I think maybe the the exception for me is, of course, you know, any type of emergency service that is still going to need to run. Uh, But, you know, grocery stores, I'm okay with them running on a limited schedule on Thanksgiving just because there's going to be people who do need groceries and such last minute. That's understandable. I guess that's kind of my policy on there. But when it comes to stuff that you really don't need, so like people do need food, but if you like, you don't need video games, for example, you don't need computer parts, um, just things like that. So when it comes to, I don't know, a GameStop or a Best Buy or any of these other big retail shops being open on Thanksgiving Day, uh, I've disagreed with that. And the way I kind of try to not support that is I just don't go to those shops on Thanksgiving Day. Uh, if you want to go on Black Friday, if you want to do the doorbuster thing, even though there's really not that many doorbusters at this point, you know, the deals are just online for the most part now, or you can find them earlier in the month or even earlier in the week or even, you know, the next week, uh, you know, use you, you on that. I have, I have nothing against that personally. I personally like to just do my shopping online these years, so I've been doing that for several, several, several years now. Although right now I am technically recording this on Black Friday, and I'm going to do a little bit of shopping. Not necessarily Black Friday shopping, but just stuff where it's like, well, there's a few things that I do want to pick up, and one of the things I'm thinking of might or might not be on sale. I'm not 100% sure, so I'm going to see. But also, I'd like to go out and do a few things after this as well, too, so why not? Uh, but yeah, that's been my policy, just personally. Uh, I, I don't want to support these businesses being open on Thanksgiving. I just personally find that gross. Uh, whether you enjoy the, the family and enjoy the holiday itself or you don't really want to deal with that, that's on you. But I, I think people should get a break on there. Uh, funny enough, though, there was one store I went to. This was on Wednesday. Uh, I was overhearing some employees, and I guess uh, they are closed on Thanksgiving for Thursday, thankfully. But I was overhearing them, and one of them said something like, yeah, you know, I end up getting volunteered to work an hour early on Friday, which, uh, you know, I don't really mind. I'm going to go in and do because, uh, well, if I come in an hour early on Friday, that just means that's one hour less time with my family. (laughs) And that is, I swear, that is what it is. It's like Thanksgiving is typically, it's just like the family holiday all about togetherness and everything. That's kind of how it's been pitched to people. But then it's like a lot of people realize, oh, you know, I can only take so much family and maybe having all the extended family all together, even all the main family or however it is, just having everyone packed together in the same area, maybe we should only do this once a year. So it's funny to see kind of that duality with it there and see how it goes. Um, And that's where I had mentioned earlier a few minutes ago, I did technically do two holidays, I guess you could say, this month. So, of course, you know, Thanksgiving, I did all of that. But earlier, I have never done this before. I also did a Friendsgiving, uh, where if you don't know what that is, don't worry, I'm going to lay it down because uh, I didn't really know either. I have been told about it several times. I've been invited to several things, like, not things. I've been invited to several Friendsgivings, but I haven't gone just because typically it's like, oh, you know, family is coming in that weekend. And, like, from what I understand... Uh, So, again, Thanksgiving for us, it's on a Thursday, but the weekend before is typically when people will do some kind of Friendsgiving. Uh, They do that just because, you know, that's a weekend. You might not have family in town just yet. They might be coming in throughout the week. And really, it is exactly how it sounds, where instead of getting friends together to eat food, well, instead of getting family together to eat food and hang out, you have friends get together to eat food and hang out. Uh, the shortest way I had it pitched to me is it is Thanksgiving with people that you like. <laughs> so one of my friends, uh, she just ended up getting a house and uh, she decided to host her own Friendsgiving, I think actually for the first time. Uh, so her and her partner decided to do that. And uh, her partner even said that was the first time they 
had ever done a Friendsgiving or ever attended one or done any of that. Uh, so I know that she's been wanting to invite me for a while. I just haven't been able to make it work. But I said, you know what, this year I'm going to do it. So uh, we all, th there was a list that went out where she's like, hey, these are the type of foods that we're looking for. And then you could just, you know, make an account on this site and subscribe and say, hey, this is what I'm going to bring. So I ended up bringing salmon. It got cooked over there. It was pretty good. There was a bunch of other really awesome food that was either made there or it was made, you know, at people's homes and it was brought in. Uh, there were people who were even coming over there like right after work and immediately going to Friendsgiving. So uh, the whole thing, it was like there was people that I had like met before, but most of the people I didn't recognize hadn't met, you know, prior to this. But overall, it was just a good meal. So it was it was great. Also, the way we had this set up was like, they had a really big, uh, how do I say, they, they, had a, they had a really big dining room table, but it wasn't big enough to fit everyone. So then they kind of had to get like a round table, just like just a spare like round table that you'd play like poker at or something, and then kind of just put it on the side and kind of just cover it there. And it was great because myself and a few others, we sat over there, we were like, this is kind of like... This is kind of like the kids' table here, except you physically put the kids' table with, like, the main adults' table. This is fine, because honestly, the kids' table is typically more fun to hang out at. So, we even had a little bit of a talk about that as well, too, where uh, one of my friends was talking, and she was like, you know, uh, I end up going to, like, I, I guess she said there was, like, one year when she was younger, she ended up listening in on the adult conversation, because she's like, you know, I'm, I'm just a kid, I'm over at the kids' table, I'm going to hear what the adults are talking about, you know, I... I, I can chime in on this. So she was kind of eavesdropping and it was just, she said it was just so depressing because it was them talking about, uh, you know, if they have their will set up or, you know, they're getting older and if they have their finances in order. And she was like, this is what adults talk about. This is horrifying. This is awful. I don't, I don't want to talk about this. <laughs> So yeah, that's uh that's what was going on there. But uh, no, Thanksgiving it was low key, it was good. Friendsgiving was also fun. Uh, and then I, I guess if you want to include shopping holidays in there too, you know, I I've still partaken in a bit of Black Friday. Like I said, I've done stuff online here. But I will say, I guess it really depends on what you're looking for. Typically for me, I look for video games, and maybe. You know, chime in with your opinion on here. I'm just kind of curious about this because I had a feeling this might happen this year, but I looked around and I did buy a few things, but I kind of just looked. I was like, you know, I was expecting, I feel like I saw just kind of better deals in general and better deals on video games and stuff, but just even in general, I felt like I saw better deals on pretty much everything last year compared to this year. This year, there wasn't really many deals that particularly wowed me by any means. Uh, again, there were a few games that I did pick up. So there were some games where I said, oh, you know, that's uh, an acceptable price. I'll pay for this. There were several games I actually passed up on because I said that is on sale, but it's not low enough for me to really bite at this point. So I'll be okay. Uh, there were several older titles that I was seeing that got discounted as well too. But even surprisingly, I was like, oh, I thought this might have gotten discounted, you know, maybe a little further, but I guess it didn't really go that far. Uh, even games that I was seeing discounted last year and the year prior, I really didn't see them this year or I didn't see, um, I, I just didn't see them priced out uh, even lower. I think Resident Evil 3 on PS4, for example. Uh, I know last year I picked it up, I believe, for $15 or so. And I was surprised to see that this year I didn't see Resident Evil 2, the remake of that, on sale. I didn't see any of the any of the other Resident Evils on sale, actually. Well, the older ones. I guess I saw Resident Evil Village on sale. And then Resident Evil 3, I saw it was still 15 uh, so I was kind of surprised because I was like, oh, I was thinking like all the Resident Evil games on, you know, PS4, PS5 would have been on sale, but I guess not there. And keep in mind also, I do pick up things physically as well too, so I didn't really get anything uh, digital. I, I wasn't looking at the digital storefronts there. Um, but probably two of the games that weren't particularly standouts, but I was like, you know, I'm justified, I'm okay with this here, uh, and I was excited to get it, were... Uh, Atari, the 50th anniversary collection, and Bayonetta 3. Now, were they on crazy deals? Not so much. But Bayonetta 3, I was going to pick up. I actually, 
uh, th through some, I guess, unfortunate changes and all that, I actually did have it pre-ordered on Best Buy like years ago with my Gamers Club unlocked, so I was going to get the discount on it. And then at one point, like the it got recharged, and then the price was changed, and then I had to contact Best Buy, and then they had to like redo the order, and then they credited me for the difference on there, uh, so they put it back at the lower price. But then I noticed... I didn't get Bayonetta 3 shipped out, and notice that at one point, like, my last few straggler Gamers Club Unlocked orders that I had pre-ordered years ago ended up just getting canceled at one point. I don't really know when, but I just said, you know, rip to that, I guess. So, uh, rest in peace, my $48 Bayonetta 3 pre-order, my $48 Metroid Prime 4 pre-order, but you know what? It worked out. Uh, because I ended up getting uh, Bayonetta 3 for $45. And that was one of those games I said, you know what, if uh, I, I don't really feel like paying 64 right now, I'm just going to wait for it to go on sale. So I was actually, I was not expecting that game to go on sale because, you know, it's a pretty new first-party Nintendo game. But a $15 discount, I was pretty happy with that. So I did pick that up. And then uh, the same thing with Atari, actually. I had kind of a feeling with that one, though. So I paid a little more than, you know, I guess I would have expected. Like, if I if I waited another year, I probably you could probably get it for a lot less. But that just came out. I've heard a lot of incredibly awesome things about it, and I did want to support it. Uh, but I said, you know what? I just picked up some games recently. I've been playing some other stuff. I'm kind of busy with games right now. Uh, plus, this is coming out pretty close to Black Friday, so you know what? Just in case it goes on sale, I'm just going to pump the brakes, and I'm going to wait and see if it gets discounted, and it's a $40 game. It got discounted to 30 I said, you know what? It, the game just came out pretty recently. I actually do really want this game, so yes, I'm going to pick it up for 30 so those were the ones that I was pretty happy with. Aside from that, I picked up some other titles as well, too. Uh, I'm not naming off, like, all of them, but, like, for example, uh, even with this, I picked up several games from Best Buy, and what I did initially was when I got them, I kept them sealed. Uh, because the idea was as well, too, I was going to wait for Gamefly to put up their sales, and typically Gamefly does really awesome physical sales and if you haven't done uh like gamefly pre-order sales gamefly or not pre-order but gamefly like black friday sales first of all you do not need to be a member of gamefly uh you don't need to rent out the games and if you don't know it's that uh game rental service that's through the mail so you end up paying like a flat fee every month and depending on how much you pay you can get one two maybe even three games rented to you at a time they get sent out to you it's just the disc or the cartridge you play it you send it back but it also has a feature where you could also, if you rent a game and really like it, you could choose to pay a bit of money and keep that game. And when you keep it, they actually send out everything else with it. So they send you the case, the artwork, the manual, if it has one, the DLC codes, if it had any. So the, the disc itself will be used. But everything else is pretty much just brand new but unsealed. Because what Gamefly does is when they get these games, they get them all brand new, but they slice them all open, keep the case's DLC manual over at their warehouse, and they just rent out the discs and such. So when you when they sell those, they end up, you know, including all the other stuff. And typically it's in pristine condition. And even there's been a few times, like I think there's been one or two times I got the cases and they were super damaged. And you know what? I just contacted Gamefly and they said, hey, we're sorry about that. We'll send you new cases. So they just resent them and it worked out really well. So that's why I really put on for Gamefly's uh, discounts and such because they usually do pretty good sales, if not just for Black Friday. They also do like other sales throughout the year as well, too. But like I said, Everything you're getting, aside, like the disc will have been used, but if it's a Blu-ray, typically, you know, scratches aren't that much of an issue. If it's cartridge, you should be fine on there. But if you can get past that, the rest of the package is brand new. It's just not shrink-wrapped. That's the only thing. But don't worry about missing out on any DLC, manuals, none of that. Like, it's all there. Uh, point being on here, I was also surprised. This is where I kind of said, you know, I was you know a little disappointed with the Black Friday stuff, or maybe just deals weren't as good. But... There wasn't really anything that was popping out to me at the Black Friday deals either for uh, Gamefly. Because my thing was, you know, I'm going to get these from Best Buy because they're discounted. I have, you know, my points there and everything. Uh, but I'm going to keep them sealed because if the same games are discounted on Gamefly, 
I can just return the brand new sealed game, get a refund from Best Buy, and, you know, get the discounted copy from Gamefly. I don't mind doing that. And I was surprised that I only did that with one game. Uh, like I said, I guess just with the options that were there, uh, it was kind of some surprising options to me, or really the discounts I was seeing weren't as deep as I would have liked, but... Uh, I didn't mind that all too much. I did end up getting one game from them, though. Uh, I got Ghostwire Tokyo, which I tried a little bit of, and I thought was pretty awesome so far, so I do want to delve further into it. Uh, I was borrowing it, so that's why I only tried a little bit of it, but I ended up returning that. Uh, I did, funny enough, because I saw it, it was $25 at Best Buy, so I picked it up, but kept it sealed, and that was the only one I picked up another copy of. It was $18 through Gamefly. And then they had a, I want to say, like a 10% off code. So it was just over $16. But then once you fi figure in tax, it was like just under 18 bucks. So let's just say it was like $18 for the game on PS5, mind you. Like the PS5 disc and everything. So I was pretty happy with that. And again, that's a game I've actually been wanting to try. I missed out on. So that was the only one where I said, this is the only one I'm picking up from Gamefly. That's the only one I'm interested in. And then the Best Buy version, I'm just going to return that sealed and, you know, I'll get the, d the difference refunded back to me. So it works out on that. But yeah, if you end up getting any killer deals, anything cool, just let me know in the comments. I am interested to see what people end up picking up, but even what people think on there as well, too. Because like I said, I just, I wasn't particularly wowed this year on sales. And I was even looking, you know, the weeks prior, and I'm sure I'll look at Cyber Monday stuff as well, too. But yeah, I just wasn't super crazy about it which at the same time I also don't mind all too much just because I'm not really going out I'm not I just so I don't feel like I'm really wasting my time there uh but also I uh I spend less money that way so it works out <laughs> so that's how all that goes but either way I did want to share this random story here this happened months and months ago and I guess I'm just thinking of this because of you know Thanksgiving Black Friday shopping and then I'm thinking of customer service and I'm thinking of hey treat your customer service employees your retail employees just treat them properly all right uh, so this happened several months ago and it, it stuck out to me enough to the point where I ended up like writing it down in like a notes list of hey I kind of want to talk about this at one point in Mario's minute but this was about I guess a male Karen that I ended up seeing when I was uh, going to the post office. So I went to my local post office. I was picking up some stuff there and they know me pretty well at this point. Like my local post office, they, they're always pretty good people there. I think there was, cause I have a PO box, but like there was like a few months where I, I kept, I swear like half of my, like half, I'm not kidding. Like half of my packages were not getting delivered properly. And funny enough, I ended up talking to one of the employees there because she had recognized me so often. And I just told her, I was like, hey, you know, I've been coming here for like years and years. And I, I don't, I really don't have issues with you all. And I don't know why, but it's been the past like two months, the past two months specifically, I'm now having all of these issues. And she kind of thought to herself, she's like, the last two months. Okay, thank you for letting me know. That makes a lot of sense. And I guess there was just some new employees that end up being trained there and their training was just not proper at all. So I was not the only person complaining. I guess there was a lot of people who was complaining there. Uh, but the good news was it seemed like afterwards I really didn't have issues. So that worked out, thankfully. Uh, but yeah, aside from that, that's been the only issue I ran into. Uh, but when I was there, at one point I went there, I was picking up some packages. And as I was waiting, there was a guy who was over on the side, it was his turn, because typically they serve two or three people at a time at their different, I guess, employee stalls or employee windows. Uh, this guy comes over, and he was on the phone talking to someone, which, you know, they even have signs just like, hey, please wrap up your phone call and then come up to the counter. But of course, this person's not going to do that. Uh, but he comes over and he said, and I even overheard this a bit, because, you know, he, he's talking loudly, and he was telling this person on the phone, he's like, yeah, you know, I, I just realized I, I didn't have my ID yeah, I don't have my ID. I just realized that, you know, I, uh, uh, I, I didn't even think about it until, uh, you know, until, until I was in the car, I was like halfway here. And then I realized I don't have my ID. So I hope they let me pick up the package, you know? So he goes over to this employee and, uh, he said, Hey, uh, I have, you know, I have a package to pick up and he gives his information and she said, okay, do you have an ID? He's like, what? 
She asked, do you have an ID? He's like, what? And she asked again. She's like, do, do you have an ID? He said, well, no, I have, I have the tracking number. And she said, well, that, yeah, you have the tracking number, but we also need your ID. He said, well, I don't have my ID, but I, I gave you the tracking number. The tracking number should be enough to get it. That proves that I, that's mine. And she said, well, no, we, we need your ID. He said, why well, I, I don't have my ID. So, so what are we going to do? And she said, well, you, you need to, you need to get your ID. And he said, I, I, I'm not, I'm not about to go all the way home to pick up my ID and come back here. Let me talk to your manager. And that, that's when I, I said earlier, like I said, you know, he's a male care. And it's like, no, he, he literally pulled that. He said, let me talk to your manager. She said, well, they're not going to be able to help you. Like they, you need an ID. He said, let me, I, I would like to talk to your manager. So I guess she just kind of said, oh, okay. And like the, this person I've dealt with, she's just such a, j- j- just such a sweet person. So I'm just like, damn it. Why do you have to give her an issue here? But she ended up walking back. And then this guy, because he was, you know, and this is what I don't like, you know, he, he was really having this attitude with the employees. And then he's talking to his friend. He's like, yeah, you know, I, and he was a lot softer with his friend or whoever he was talking to. Cause he's like, yeah, you know, I, um, I, I really didn't know that I, I didn't have the ID. Um, so I guess they're saying I might have to go back, but, uh, like I, I gotta go out of town, you know, I, I gotta go. So I'm not sure if I'll be able to, you know, make this in time. Cause also it was like a Saturday and I think, Typically, the the post office, they'll close on Saturday at like 1 p.m. or something. And I want to say it was like 1220, 1230. Uh, so she ends up, the, the employee ends up leaving for a few minutes. She comes back and she said, so I talked to my manager and my manager is not available right now. They're on a phone call. Uh, but no, sorry, we would need you to leave and go get your ID and bring it back. And when you have your ID, we can release the package to you. And I don't remember what happened after that because I think at that point I just left. But uh, it, it was just one of those things where even for me, I was even thinking like, I mean, my dude, you're you're driving around without an ID as well. Like you, you really do need that. <laughs> but, but man, it's just treat people. Just just, just treat people. Pro- just treat retail employees. Just treat people in general properly. Can we just do that? Can we just do that, please? It's it's really not hard. It's for you know, being mean is free, but being nice is free as well, too. And here's also a nice little pro tip. If you are nice and courteous and all that to these people, typically they'll 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 go a little bit above and beyond. They'll do extra things to help you out, whether it's, you know, a little thing here and there. And it it could be big or small. It doesn't matter what it is, but if you are being treated with respect and such, uh, you know, you're you're gonna go that little extra mile for people. However, I, I guess worst case, even if you're dealing with a good employee, worst case, if you're not treating them properly, if they're a good employee, they're just not going to budge on anything. They're not going to give you any special treatment. They will just stick strictly to the rules. So, you know, in this case, and I'm not saying like, you know, this happened, but I'm just kind of like doing a hypothetical here. At this point, if it's like, for example, if you forget your ID, but you're someone who you've been recognized so many times, they might just be like, hey, okay, next time bring your ID, but here's the package. But if you're being a mean person, they'll just be like, nope, it's policy. That's it. It's policy. We need your ID. It's policy. It's policy. We need your ID. So <laughs> just a little bit of a small story there I wanted to share. So I've got some other stories I want to share here as well, too, for this episode. Uh, end up compiling a few here. Then uh, these are just, you know, some game store stories that I have. Now, I like to do these on these solo episodes. And for anybody who does not know, um, geez, like well over 10 years ago now. So from 2009 to 2011, I worked at a like small local mom and pop game shop. Uh, it was my first like I guess, job job that I actually had. Uh, Simultaneously, a a really great job and a really awful job all at the same time. I say great because, you know, it was a video game store. I liked the discounts. I really loved the employees that I worked with. I was friends with pretty much everyone there. Um, But also not great because... Uh, you know, I worked there for about two years, and it's, it's a retail job. It's still a retail job. And even funny enough, for 
I think I worked there for about two and a half years, and for about two of those years, I really didn't play video games like that. I kind of fell out of video games. I was still knowledgeable. I still kept up to date on there. It was still of interest to me, but I just didn't really play that much because I would be surrounded by them all the time. So... Yeah, uh, that's that's maybe one piece of advice I could recommend if you're ever thinking of working at a game shop. Just be careful. It might not be everything it's cracked up to be. <laughs> but uh, I did want to share a few stories on here from uh, those days. So first of all, uh, we end up selling a bunch of loose discs uh, on top of, you know, all the cased stuff that we have. Because you go in there, you typically see the physical releases that we have. And, of course, they're in cases and on the racks and all that. But we also had, like, a little setup where it was kind of just all of these discs were locked up in a case. And you kind of just flip through the disc-only games and you could see what they were there. And typically, we would sell the disc-only games for about half the price of what the cased versions would be. Um, so you could get some pretty good deals there as well, too. I know there was one time, this is when um, the Pikmin games were much harder to find. Uh, there were some people who were super excited to pick up a disc-only version of, I think, Pikmin 2 for like 40 or $50 from there. I think it was the GameCube version. So you could pick up some deals there. You could definitely do that. Um, now... The funny thing was, what we did was, you know, we had our own, you know, point of sale system that was all set up, and you could do, uh, you know, UPCs and custom UPCs, so it was easy enough because we had kind of like a games database there that we already got from the company, and then we would update it with our prices, our stock, and everything, so that way, easy enough, you know, I pick up, let's say, Black Ops 2, I just scan the UPC barcode on the bottom of it, it comes up in our system, we have all the information there, we can adjust everything, all that fun stuff, right? So the disc-only versions, we kind of did a little bit of a, uh, using a hack as a story, we, we did a, a little bit of a, a lazy but kind of Easter egg type thing. Uh, so we did have UPC barcode stickers on them because we had those little stickers you would typically see at a game shop where it's like a rectangular sticker and it has the game shop on there. I think it had the location. No, no, it had the game shop. It had the game name the platform that it was on, it had a barcode that you could scan, and then it had our price on there as well too. So you get all the information that you need as a customer, and then us, we get the information that we need to quickly scan it. Here's the problem though. We couldn't really scan that barcode. It, it was a UPC, it was a barcode that was legitimate, but for the disc-only stuff, we didn't have an actual inventory for it. We had one value for it, right? So the UPC code, let's say it was 01234567789, boom, that is the UPC code, and we would assign that to Pikmin 2, for example. So in our system, we would punch in that UPC, we would edit the game name, we would edit the... Uh, the platform it was on, we would edit the price, and then we would print off one of those, and we would take that disc-only game, put it into a slim uh, plastic case, and then we would put the sticker just on top of the case. And we would always reuse those cases, because if you ever bought a disc-only game through us, we would just take the disc out of the plastic case, put it into a uh, disc sleeve, like one of those white disc sleeves, and then we would reuse that case for something else. So that's always how it went. Uh, now, the funny thing was, you could scan that barcode, but not only the barcode was constantly being reused, so we really didn't, like I said, we really didn't have a good inventory on the disc-only games. So if you ask, like, hey, uh, do you have a disc-only version of Legend of Zelda The Wind Waker? We would have to physically go over there and look for it. So we would, you know... If if we knew that we did, we would say that. But if we didn't, we'd be like, well, we're we're not sure. You'd have to just look at the disc-only games and see. I don't know if we do or I don't think we do, but you would just have to look there and see. So we would typically do that. Um, that was just kind of a lazy thing for us to do. Uh, was it super good? Eh, probably not really, but also kind of the justification was, well... There's so many versions of games because there's like the same game on the same platform could have different releases, different versions, uh, different um, UPC barcodes. And then for games that we do own, like, for example, let's say, you know, a brand new at the time, brand new Black Ops 2 for Xbox 360. 
that comes out. Uh, we get it in store. Boom. We scan it. We have the UPC code in the system for the case version. Uh, then if a disk only version comes in, we could just add that to the inventory there. And I think we started doing that. We started doing it properly by the end. I'm pretty sure we did. Uh, but you know, let's say we got the disk only version of black ops two first, then we would have to go out. We'd have to find the UPC code. Uh, maybe it wasn't the correct one because sometimes the information was correct. Sometimes people would pull the wrong information as well too. At one point, uh, funny enough, the boss messed this up. The boss was training one of the em newer employees and he was telling him, he was showing him this when we started doing it properly. He said, okay, this is what you want to do. You want to get the proper UPC code, right? So we would go onto eBay to look for that game. Then I saw this employee was pulling the item number for the game, not the UPC. And I pointed this out to him and he was just stubborn about it. He's like, well, you're not the boss. And the boss said, that's the number you use. And I said, dude, it says eBay number. It says eBay item number right here is the UPC. That's the number you need. And he was like, well, that's not what I'm going to do because the boss said, this is the number that we use. So later on, I actually talked to the boss and I was like, Hey, uh, you showed him this and you did this right. And he confirmed it. I was like, that's the wrong number you've been using. You need to use the UPC number on the item listing. And it was just a quick, oh, oops, he's sorry about that. And then we corrected it. Uh, so we started doing it kind of properly there. But when we did it improperly, this is what this is all leading up to, right? The UPC number, it was not 01234567899. It was someone's phone number. <laughs> so I guess what happened was the, the manager there and my manager, uh, he had worked at another game store prior. And there was a friend that he had there. And I guess like... I think just through like some drama and stuff, they kind of just stopped being friends. And I'm not going to get into that here uh, because it wasn't just as simple as like, oh, one person got, you know, pissed off or they grew apart or something. No, there was some there was some unfortunate stuff that was going on there as well, too. Um, it wasn't anything like super, super bad, but it was more, I guess, this guy was blocked from being friends with my manager. I guess I can say that. Uh, so either way, we didn't really know that at the time. And my manager would kind of just slightly troll this guy a little bit. So his way of just infinitely trolling this guy for years was in our store. And it was like our inside joke. And I, I guarantee no customers noticed this. Nobody questioned it. Nobody noticed it. No one brought it up to me. The UPC uh, barcode was this dude's phone number from this other game shop. <laughs> and some people might be wondering, well, wait a minute, if you were selling those disc-only versions, like, so you're just, like, floating his number out to all these people in the area. Uh, no, it wasn't necessarily that. Because, like I said, we did reuse those physical, um, we, we reused the physical plastic jewel cases or the slim cases but if you bought a disc only version we would remove it from that and we would put it into a like dvd slip cover so you didn't even get a sticker on there you just got a slip cover and that was it so that was uh, our own little inside joke that we had at the shop here's a uh, another story from there which actually ended up happening uh when i was aware the shop existed but it was prior to me working there uh so i i don't I don't know. Actually, actually, I think we did share this story before. I'm pretty sure we did. Yes, yes. Uh, I don't remember which episode I was going to share the story that was in regards to Infamous, uh, like Infamous on the PS3. Uh, long story short on there, about two weeks prior to the game releasing, uh, somehow there was a guy who had two copies of Infamous and he traded them into the store. Um we couldn't prove it, but obviously they were more than likely stolen because it was two weeks before street date. And uh, also we end up giving, at the time, we end up giving him like the price that you would give for a new game, which I think at the time was like $25 cash or $30 in-store credit. And the guy took the cash. So my manager didn't even think anything of it. He knew that they were early, but then he ended up selling them. We used to sell our brand new games that were used, so they would be brand new for $60. We would sell them used for $50. Uh, he ended up putting them out on the shelf, and it, was really, it really wasn't a big deal because two people ended up buying them immediately, and they were two of our friends who used to always come to the store. One person came in, he's like, oh, wait, you have Infamous here? This is early. So he picked it up, and the same thing. Another friend got it. So it's not like... 
anybody even really like knew <laughs> that they were there early. The two people who knew about it were just friends of the shop who just came in to hang out. So that ended up happening. Uh, but the last one was related to the game store, not so much related to video games here. And uh, this shop, we were, uh, we had a Mexican restaurant that was nearby. And I had gotten food there a few times. Typically, like, you know, my manager and I were hanging out, we're working, and we wanted to get food somewhere. So I would get food somewhere, or he would get food somewhere, we'd pay each other back, or, you know, do whatever we needed to. And there was one day we decided to get Mexican food. Uh, I think he was just feeling it for some reason. I said, okay, cool, I'm all good with that. So we looked up the menu, we called them. Uh, we ended up just, you know, going over, getting the food, paying, bringing it back. And I ate my food first since it was two of us. He's like, hey, you go ahead. You sit in the back ta- the back counter, eat your food, do what you need to. Uh, when you're done, we'll swap. So I'll be at the back eating, and then you can, you know, man the front counter and the register and everything. So I ate my food, no issue. And then it's time for him. He he ends up eating his food. I don't remember what exactly he got. I really don't remember. I know it was good, but he ends up getting some kind of food, and he's working through it. And he's just like, man, you know, it's it like it, he wasn't he wasn't super enthusiastic about it. I think he expected it to be better. I thought it was fine, but he expected his to be better. Then he's just like, man, they messed up my order. Like I wanted this and they gave me this and then I wanted this and they gave me this. And he's just like complaining about it. And he's like, wait a minute, what is this? And he finds something like in foil and he opens it. He's like, wait, this is, this is a taco. Like, did they even like, they didn't even do this right. Did they? And he like, he bites into it and he's like, there's like, hold on. There's like nothing in here. And then he opens it up. He's like, they literally, they, they didn't even put anything in the taco. And he is just like getting all mad he's like he is halfway through this and he's like this is the worst taco i've ever had he kind of like throws it down as well too and he's just like he is sour about his food experience right then at some point after about five minutes of him complaining about how awful this taco is how they have messed up his order how they have uh forgotten anything that was on the taco he is just he is livid about like disregard the rest of the food he is livid about this one taco right here right the the gears start turning in his head and he looks at it he's about halfway through this he's like wait a minute this isn't the taco these are the tortillas and it was like, yeah, they ended up like th- this place. They gave him like three small tortillas, uh, folded them up in half, and then they wrapped it all in foil. And it was in the shape of a taco, sure. <laughs> but he got halfway through, and that's when he realized, oh, this wasn't even a taco the whole time. He didn't even, he did, the thing he ordered didn't even come with a taco. <laughs> but uh, that that's... It was a special time. It was a special time being there, for sure. (laughs) So, near the end of these episodes here, I also like to cover the games that I have been playing, right? So, there's been a few games here I've been playing recently. And let me see the ones that I end up finishing. um, Because I end up finishing a lot of stuff this, this month, I feel like. So... Uh, in, in preparation for God of War Ragnarok, which was not on sale, but don't worry, I did pick it up earlier. I got that on launch, and I didn't even expect that one to be on sale. Uh, but in order to prepare for God of War Ragnarok, I end up replaying the 2018 release of God of War. This was a few weeks ago. I had a kind of sort of free weekend, and I started 2018, like God of War 2018. I started it on Friday evening. And like late Sunday evening, like 11.30 p.m. on Sunday, that's when I end up finishing it. Now, I really didn't do any of the extra stuff. I was really just going through the story. And I had finished this game before, but I had played it just a little bit at a time. So it was kind of disjointed to me. And I said, you know, I just want the entire experience here. Because I remember the game was so moving, so incredible. Uh, And I remember I liked it quite a bit. But I remember I was also kind of confused and I forgot some of the details as I was playing it. So I kind of just want to go from start to finish and just replay this whole thing. So I end up doing that. It was incredible. It was incredible. Now I played it on console. I played the PS4 version, of course, but uh, I played it on PS5. And for those who do not know, oh my goodness, if, if you have not played God of War 2018, play it on PS5 if you can. If you have played God of War 2018 and you haven't played on PS5, 
play it on PS5. That is what I'm encouraging because it is not a PS5 game. It is a PS4 game that's running in backwards compatibility mode. However, it got uh, it's one of those few PS4 games that end up getting a 60 frames per second patch, like a performance patch. So I know Ghost of Tsushima end up getting that before the, uh, the PS5 version came out. Uh, the Last of Us, I want to say The Last of Us Part 2 end up getting a patch like that. And God of War 2018 uh, got a patch. Also, Horizon uh, Zero Dawn. That's it. Horizon Zero Dawn end up getting one of those patches. And those are really nice because it's very much a thing of, hey, we don't have to recompile a whole different build for the PS5. We don't have to resell a whole different version of it. We don't have to do this whole upgrade thing. Um, it's still a PS4 version, but, you know, doing this, it, it ends up making it like a... I, I guess if the... How do I say? If the PS4 Pro is like the PS4.5, then running one of these games on PS5 with the PS5 patch is like running a PS4.75 version of the game, which is incredible. Like, honestly, when I was playing it, the only things that gave away when I was playing it that it was not a PS5 game was that it didn't utilize you know the very specific like triggers and feedback that are designed for the dual sense controller so it was just a state it was just like running it you know like on a standard controller which was fine i had no issue with that and the loading times it didn't have awful loading times mind you but when you play ps5 games you'll notice oh instead of you know taking 30 seconds to load this map it takes four seconds to load so that's really the big difference i noticed there as well too where it's like again the loading times weren't terrible but in god of war it's like oh wow i'm experiencing like a 30 second loading time if this was a ps5 build of the game this would have been five seconds at most <laughs> which i did experience that from ragnarok i picked it up on ps5 when i was playing the ps5 version yeah the loading times are at most at most five seconds to do anything so i end up playing through that again definitely recommend it it is it is a technical masterpiece it is an immaculate game it is one of my all-time favorite games i absolutely love this game have nothing but good things to say about it it is very close to a perfect game for me it is so close like if i had to go on a scale of like one to ten with one being the lowest and ten being the highest rating god of war 2018 is like a 9.75 for me and i say that just because there's some puzzles i really don't like like they they just kind of ruin the enjoyment a little bit for me but if those puzzles weren't as annoying it would have been a 10 out of 10 for me <laughs> so god of war 2018 fantastic uh then at one point i kind of felt like doing a replay of the halo games uh, i still have not finished halo infinite i think i just need to start over on there but in the midst of this i said you know what I feel like kind of redoing these here, so I kind of just wanted something to turn off my brain and, like, play as well, too, so I have my Xbox Series X. I haven't really played these on the Series X here, and from what I see, uh, I was playing Master Chief Collection, of course, and I don't really know how well optimized for Series X it is. Uh, I know it works on the Xbox One, it works on the Xbox One X for sure, uh, but I don't I don't believe there's like a series build of the game. I really don't think so. I think that's just running the 1X version of it, I'm pretty sure, just kind of from what I experienced. But I played through the first one, Halo Combat Evolved Anniversary. Uh, played through it before on the 1X. One of the few games I actually finished on the 1X. And, you know, it, it played real well. It, it looked nice. Uh, super great game. Still. Still love it. Uh, then I went back to play uh, Halo 2 Anniversary. And man, I'm I'm gonna say this like this might be controversial. It is controversial. I know it is. Um, I am a Halo fan, right? I've I've never really liked Halo Two. I'm just gonna be honest. I've never really liked Halo Two, uh, even even when it came out. I never really liked it that much. I'm talking about the campaign, like the multiplayer. Um, I just didn't really have the actual multiplayer experience for that, but I can go back to Halo 2 multiplayer and really enjoy it and appreciate it and like it. That's fine. But the campaign, I never really liked the campaign. Like, the... It just... The, some of the gunfights drag on a bit too long for me. Um, 
I'm really not crazy about, you know, the map design and such on some of the, on some of the maps there. Uh, the Arbiter missions, man, I do not like the Arbiter missions. The only, in my opinion, the only good Arbiter mission is the, is the last one of his, which is also the final mission in the game. I talked with one of my best friends about this and he put it pretty well. He said, you know, dude, the first like two or two and a half hours of Halo 2, awesome. When you're in the space station and there's the invasion, and then you go down to Delta Halo, and you're going through the first firefights, and then you you end up defeating the Scarab, and you know, all of that. Uh, like, the first two, two and a half hours, awesome. Arbiter missions suck. And this is, this is my own interjection here. I also told him, I said, the Arbiter missions can't be good, because they never did the Arbiter missions after that. There's no Arbiter missions in Halo 3, or Halo 4, or any of the other games. I don't think in Infinite either. Halo 5 was the only one where they kind of did something like that between the two teams on there, but actually playing as the Arbiter, you don't do that again in the other Halo games. And I was like, if they were such beloved missions, and they were really good missions, then it would have been in all the other games, but not in this one. Also, Halo 2 is the only... I guess, main series Halo game like that? I don't remember 5, actually. 5, I don't have much recollection of. But it was the one there. It was the only one in the original trilogy, I guess I'll say that, that does not have a Warthog run, unfortunately. So apparently it was planned there, but then they didn't want to do that because they didn't want to make it a cliche thing. But then it came back for Halo 3, and it was fantastic in there. Either way, either way, what ended up happening was, um, I was talking with him about it, and he put it best. He said, first two and a half hours of the game, awesome. The middle part, awful awful middle part of halo 2 not good in the last two or three missions awesome yet again and that that i can echo that like i can enjoy the first you know the first few missions like i said i feel like some of the gunfights just carry on for a little bit too long but the first introductory missions are pretty good the middle of the game oh my god it's so boring it's just it's boring to me it's boring. Plus, I was playing Halo 2 Anniversary, and I'm playing it on Series X, right? So, fantastic hardware. There is a major issue, not with the hardware. I, like, I'm not knocking the hardware. It is the game itself. There's a major issue when I'm playing Halo 2 Anniversary. The first gunfight, like when you're in uh, the, the space station, the first gunfight, as soon as the Covenant breaks through, frame rate drops. Like, the the frame rate just dramatically dropped. And it is an issue with the remastered graphics. But if Because if you go back to the original graphics and play through there, no issue with the frame rate. Performance is fine. But if you play with the upgraded graphics, then you have the performance issues on there. Even so, one of my friends, he ended up telling me this. And I said, actually, I noticed that when this was going on. I thought it was just me. But even when you play through it, it's almost like... You'll notice a lot of, like, clipping on the game as well, too, kind of on your character. And it almost looks like your character has, like, how do I say? It's like they have an extra layer on top of them in the remastered graphics, and it's just not properly synced up. So there's times when you're, like, aiming and you're moving around, you kind of just get, like, little artifacts of pieces of your armor, that are showing up on the screen. And it's it's just a little disturbing to the gameplay as well, too. Uh, overall, Halo 2 Anniversary on, on, Seer, on, on the Xbox is still not very well polished. That's actually where I stopped playing on the One X. And then the Series X, I was disappointed to see it was still not really in the best state. But I said, you know what? I have to force myself through this, right? I Halo 3, I enjoy. Halo 4, I know a lot of people hate it. I enjoy it. Halo 5, I'll find enjoyment in there. It's okay. But like Halo 2, I'm like, I can't let this game break my streak again. Like playing through the Halo games. Like I'm not burning through them right now. But I know like the next game I can now play is going to be Halo 3. Which is, you know, an, a, a damn masterpiece in the series. Uh, that is my own... That's my own take on it, though, and, you know, could be controversial. I'm sure people are going to get mad. Look, it's the I, I, the... I don't like the campaign on Halo 2. I've never liked it. I've never liked it. I picked it up on launch 2004. It took me so long to beat the game because I was like, I, this is not good. This, this, It's not good. It's just not. The first one, immaculate, so fun. Second one, not really that great. Third one, awesome. Maybe the only thing, like, really positive I can say on this, though, is that when I was comparing the 
the graphics and such, because you can flip. The cool thing is with these games, uh, Halo 1 and 2 on the Xbox One and series, you can flip between both engines on there. So you can play through with the original graphics and you can play with the updated graphics. On the first Halo, when you go back and you look at the original graphics, it is... It's like a liminal space the whole time. It is spooky. It is desolate. It's kind of bare. And a part of that is, I feel like it's it's incredibly tone-setting, but it's also kind of just the limits of Bungie learning how to use the original Xbox at the time. And this is just one thing I personally don't agree with with Halo 2. When I flip between the graphics, between regular and anniversary, it looks like a completely different game. But it seems like there's more stuff just to have it there. And it also becomes much brighter, which is easier on the eyes, mind you. But the problem is it changed so much that it kind of ended up removing the texture that the game had. Because on Halo 2, if you look at the original graphics and you play it with that, you can see, okay, um, these still actually look good even when they're upscaled, like they still look good for the most part, but you can tell it's, it's darker, it's grittier. Um, there are, it's not the prettiest mind you because it's coming from the original Xbox, you know, from 2004, but you can tell very much when you play it in those original graphics. Oh, okay. Bungie had an extra three years of development time, you know, cause you know, the first halo, it came out on launch for the Xbox. Halo two came out three years after the Xbox launched okay, they've really learned the system, they've learned the architecture, they've learned the ins and outs of it, they've really learned how to make the most out of what they have available to them in this lovely black box. And I feel like the Halo 2 anniversary graphics really erase a lot of that. That's just my opinion on there. So uh, do what you will with that, but uh, the performance, disappointing on that. Oh, well, whenever I get back to Halo, Halo 3 is going to be the one I get to, and I I love that game. Love it so much. <laughs> but the other games I've been playing here, let's see. Uh, of course, I mentioned God of War Ragnarok. I've been playing that, very much enjoying that game. Masterpiece of a game so far. Absolutely loving that one. And then uh, some friends and I, we've been having game nights every week, and we just all play uh, remotely, or not remotely. We, we all play online, as you can say that. Uh, but we've been playing that, and uh, I guess for our game nights, we've been doing, we've been doing a bit of uh, Streets of Rage Four, which is really fun. But we've been doing a lot of Mario Party. That's been super fun. And you know, knock it, complain about it. You know, say what you will about the Nintendo Switch Online expansion pack. Uh, if you don't know, that's the one where you have to pay even more for the online play per month, but you do have access to Sega Genesis ROMs and N64 ROMs. Uh, not only they have been getting worked on, so the experience is better, but man, it's just, it's, it's easy for us. We don't really have to tinker with all that much. It's just, we can, we can effortlessly and easily just all fire up our switches, fire up a Mario Kart ROM on there or Mario Party ROM and just start playing. So we've been playing, uh, you know, Mario Party 1, Mario Party 2. Uh, one of my friends just picked up uh, Mario Party Superstars with the rest of us. So we've been playing that as well. And we just, we are just like hooping and hollering and we're just like having a fantastic time. So there was a, a few nights, like, uh, well, yeah, a few weeks ago, actually, uh, we decided to actually have a second game night uh, just because one of our friends couldn't really regularly join us. But uh, that Friday night, we were all free. So we all end up hopping on and probably for three, four hours, just solid. We were all playing Mario Party and we were all just like screaming, laughing and we we're having a good time. And we we're just it was fun. It was really, really fun. So just overall, that's been great. And it's like we're all friends who were just not like exactly all in the same physical area and we kind of had this recollection because we ended up meeting up recently and we were just like hey can we like start like a group chat on something like where can we all just like talk mutually where can we all do this can we all just like just hang out online and, and play games together or something just to connect like that like that would be awesome because you know it and, and that happens like people are busy with their lives people are busy with work uh one of my friends is a dad as well too so uh you know that that happens like a lot of a lot of that day-to-day -day gets missed so it's been cool it's been a really awesome experience with that so at this point now we just do a weekly game night and we've been doing it for probably 
four or five weeks now. Uh, I I never miss it. Myself and my friend who's a dad, we never miss it. So we always hang out this this night. Uh, and then my other friends, sometimes they're able to come in, sometimes they're not. But, you know, consistency is key right there. And we've had a good time. So yeah, that's about it for this episode of Mario's Minute. I hope you all enjoyed it. I hope it was a fun listen overall. And, uh, you know, if you've made it to the end here, typically I like to pick a keyword or a key phrase that you can use uh, in the comment section on the YouTube upload. And if you're just listening to the audio-only version of this, don't worry, you're not left out. You can come over to the YouTube upload here on the Mr. Mario 2011 YouTube channel, and you can leave your own comments there. Now, typically, I kind of just look around my desk and kind of think of something, uh, which I'm seeing that right now. Uh, How about rubber band? If you use the term or the word uh, rubber band, uh, do you love or hate rubber banding AI? Uh, Do you love or hate that with network issues? Uh, Do you use rubber bands to keep like cables and things together? If you use the term or the word rubber band in your comment on the YouTube upload, I'll know that you've made it to the end. Anyways, again, that is about it for this episode of Mario's Minute. If you're checking this out on the video, if you liked it, a like would absolutely be appreciated. If you didn't like it, a dislike is fine as well too. But as I always say, this is Mr. Mario signing off. Thank you all for listening and watching everyone. And until next month.